Welcome to Everything Life Coaching. I'm John Kim. And I'm Noel Cordeaux. We are the founders of Lumia. And we're super passionate about all things coaching, and we want to share what we've learned from over a decade of coaching and training thousands of life coaches. Let's dive into the science and magic of coaching. Hello, welcome to Everything Life Coaching. This is Noelle. I'm flying solo today as a host because I have a special guest with me. One of the most important elements of our coach training program at Lumia is our instructors. And today I'm going to speak with Joyce Chen all about her work in purpose-driven branding and niche development. Joyce, thank you so much for your time today. How are you? Oh, thanks, Noelle. I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm just super excited to have this conversation. Me too. So let's dive in. Orient us. Give us a refresher. Who are you? What do you teach for Lumia? Awesome. Yes. Um, My name's Joyce Chen, and I help uh, purpose-minded people and individuals feel empowered through their own stories. And the way I do that is in a couple different ways. So number one, I, I love being an instructor with the Lumia group. It's it's super exciting. And I teach purpose-driven personal branding, as well as uncovering your niche. And then I also have another job in my day job where I'm a marketing director for one of the largest wineries in the world. And I work in brand management. So I have over 15 plus years of brand management experience. And what really excites me is, you know, I'm someone who's always been, uh, I call myself a wanderer and explorer and someone who's just insatiably curious about many, many things in life and especially people. And I love this time in my life right now where I not only get to do coaching and instructing, um, as like a passion of mine on the side. Um, I also get to bring some of that to my day job as a, as a marketing director, and it's really, really exciting and, and feels really, really fulfilling to be able to say that out loud. That's awesome. I remember our first phone call when you yeah. were thinking <laughs> about joining Lumia as a student. Yes. And what I remember about that time was you were really working through a big transition yourself yes. and mm-hmm. you were committed to traveling, yes. to living life on your own terms. You were committed yep. to reinvention and you wanted to help others find themselves alongside you on that path. Yeah, for sure. Gosh, that's such a good memory. <laughs> Yeah. Um, I loved that call, Noel, because I think, you know, if I'm being honest, I, I, you know, and we all go through this. I had a moment of imposter syndrome of like, gosh, can I really do this? Should, should I really be a coach? Like, who would want to be coached by me, sort of thing, right? And I remember having that conversation with you, and it was so beautiful, and I felt so safe with you, and so, um, like, I had permission to explore this, which was amazing. But you're right; I had gone through my own life transformation, where I'd gone through my own expiration of a marriage, and I also felt like, as I reflected on the lessons of that, I felt like I was really living a life of shoulds. 
Mm-hmm. And I was a living a life where, you know, a lot of people told me you should do this. You should go to the school. You should take on, you know, this career and so on and so forth. And it's not that I was just listening to everyone else and not making my own decisions, but I, I felt like there were times I waited other people's desires over my own. Mm-hmm. Um, and at a certain point I knew I was like, I know I have my own light I need to follow. And so what I'm forever grateful for about that life-changing experiences, it, it really broke me open. And it really allowed me to then make a choice of, do you want to keep chasing a life of shoulds? Or do you want to go towards that life you never knew? Mm-hmm. And going towards the life I never knew and going to and feeding those curiosities was so important. I mean, when I was younger, I thought I wanted to be a journalist. And through traveling and through blogging and through writing, I was able to kind of fulfill that portion of me. I was able to fulfill that curiosity in me and really connect with so many different types of people. I had always been curious about how to help people and how to connect with just all walks of life. And I mean, I know it sounds so cliche, but we really are bonded in so many ways more similarly than we are different. And it just takes a few layers to get there. And so I think that's why coaching really inspired me and thought to myself, gosh, how can, how can I help others and how can I hold space for others to discover their own agency and then take that agency, feel really empowered through their stories and then do something really good with that. Um, and that's why yeah. purpose-driven branding is just so near and dear to my heart. And I just, I love, love, love teaching it as a part of class. And our students love you right back. We Aww. get so many great responses about how affirming, you know, life-changing, permission-giving um, this work is to to dive into what you can do with a personal brand. What I think is fascinating about your story that I want to highlight for everyone who's tuning in today is that you had um, a really robust career. You were really successful as yeah. a very young person. And I know that a lot of those heavy, very heavy shoulds that we carry around, yeah. especially for women, um, come from social construction of yeah. this is what this is what a quote unquote happy life is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, you moved into branding and marketing and did a great job with it. And also there was that piece left over of I want to write stories. Mm-hmm. And coaching and your social media persona became an outlet for that part of you that needed to be grown and nurtured. Yes. yes. What is the story of you as a coach? How did you start out? Where did you start out? And take us through to your your practice today, which is a, a really robust side hustle in, in addition to a really robust career. You have boundless energy. It's amazing. Oh, um, thank you for saying that. I, um, you know, I'll admit some days like the energy is a little lower, but I think, you know, when you are, when you are doing things, so honestly, Noel, after class, I always feel so energized and refreshed. I'm like, that was so great. Um, but yeah, so my story of coaching, so I got certified gosh, I want to say five years ago now. Mm -hmm. Um, And obviously that first call started with you and I went through the Lumia program and I went through our essentials course.
course and then eventually also went through our signature course as well. And gosh, I like to call my my coaching story and I, I teach this in class. I had many phases. So I started off as new coach and as new coach, you know, I thought I wanted to focus on purpose and empowerment as well as, you know, relationship recovery or divorce recovery for millennials. That sounds like so specific of a niche, but that was something I personally went through and I said, I want to help others through this. In that first year of what I will call where the title of new coach, um, I found that even though it was fulfilling work, it was emotionally exhausting for me. Mm-hmm. And one of the things we talk about when we talk about uncovering your niche is it should continue to inspire you and fuel you. And so I knew I had to let the relationship recovery piece go. But the purpose and empowerment piece really spoke to me and I felt energized every time I worked with clients. And so I continued to build on that. And in the following year where I will now wear the title of baby coach, <laughs> so new coach to baby coach, still trying to figure it out. You know, you don't, it, for me, I'm okay with that process of allowing it come to me over time. Um, I uh, really got invigorated by the purpose and empowerment and found that people needed help kind of branding their own stories and bringing their own stories to life. And I think teaching that first branding workshop with Lumia uh, really gave me the confidence to say like, gosh, you really got to lean in here. And this is something that, you know, not only through telling your own stories, if you can help other people tell their own stories, that would be amazing. And so as I moved to a space in year three where I was like, okay, now I feel really good about just calling myself coach, no modifiers, no anything else. I just started doing that. And to this day, it feels so empowering. Like I love having sessions with my clients where they have the ahas, um, where they have, you know, their arms are in the air or they're, you know, crying because they're, they're saying like, gosh, that I have something, I have a story, I have something we're sharing. And I said, yes, you do. This is not about selling yourself. This is about sharing who you are and then how that can help people. And so my journey has been one of, I'll call it experimentation and trying things on. And, and that is okay. And I try to remind students that that is okay. And what I also love is, you know, in all the principles that we learn in Lumia, I've been able to apply that in my, in my job as well, my corporate job. And yeah. yeah, it's super, honestly, like when I'm trying to help my teams, instead of always saying like, okay, here's the answer, especially by the way, if anyone works on agile teams, um, coaching and the skills that we learn is such a great way to help people arrive at the answers, right? Because we yeah. always say that we already have the wisdom. It's a matter of how do we cultivate and matriculate that wisdom to the surface. And yeah, so- I, I love that I've been able to kind of use that on the other side as well. And it just, yeah, it's just, it's a really great, it's a really great feeling to, to know that you have these tools to, to be empowered. Yeah. And I want to get into your day job, but I also want to highlight for folks who are listening that, um, the path to quote unquote, becoming a coach has lots of layers to it. I love that you kind of broke that down. You know, you're one, you're two, the experimentation piece, the practice piece. So when you were talking about doing that first branding workshop, that was at one of our retreats. So every year Lumia holds a retreat 
for all of their coaches. And one of the things that we do is we ask for applications from our alumni exactly for this reason, Mm -hmm. so that folks have an arena to test their voice. We do it because we know it's effective. Here, you're listening to Joyce saying, you know, when I got up there and I delivered that first workshop, that's when I knew I had my why. And so if you're thinking about how you can implement this in your own life as a coach starting out, look for your own arena. Either come see us at Lumia, we'd love to have you, or look for places within your own community. When I first started out, there was no Lumia because, you know, I'm, I'm me and the company didn't exist yet. So what I did was I went to uh, colleges and universities and spas all around my local area. Mm-hmm. And I asked if I could give talks free yes. of charge on positive psychology. And that's how I started honing my voice. And that's how I started generating feedback from my audience. And that's when people started coming to me, one or two, after every little talk would say, well, you know, my mother, my father, my brother, my sister, my cousin could really benefit from talking to you. How do we get in touch with you? And it's that little, those aspects of seeding that go into it. So they become great catalysts too. They do become great catalysts because all of the um the networks and connections that you you build give you your own uh signal your own north star to keep oh, yeah. going on your path oh yeah absolutely so you've been very humble about your your day job and you know at lumia when we bring in instructors we really look for folks who embody true excellence so you know Joyce is a big deal with a capital B in the world of hospitality oh, branding. Let's be real. Um, and can you explain a little bit about what an agile team is and how coaching is used? I think more now in a more comprehensive basis. I remember when you first started, uh, you were helping folks with their love mark at work and with their personal brand at work. And so what is that? Talk about the evolution that you've seen just over the last five years in, in your corporate existence, because this is one of the places where the space of coaching is going. Yeah. So, um, oh yes, I'd love to address that and get like this uh, question really excites me. I'm like literally writing notes right now. I'm like, okay. So step one, um, anyone who works with me knows that I will ask them, what is your personal brand at work? Meaning if I were to say three words to describe who you are as work as a leader, what three words would they tell me? And one of the exercises that I have my team members do, and it's optional by the way, because then, you know, I know some people don't want to necessarily partake, but I, I love instilling this in my teams is, you know, if, if you're showing up as a leader as work, your top three words that describe you and your personal brand, like, what would you want people to say? This is all a part about, you know, the legacy you want to leave behind with the people that you work with. And what's interesting is we do this exercise where we call it a personal brand board. They choose the three words and then they kind of build a collage of the visuals that represent who they are Mm. in those three words. And what's amazing is when my team meets like other new cross-functional teams or new teammates or introduce themselves, or we have a new person join our team, we have them share their personal brand boards. And what's amazing, and it does two things. One, um, it anchors that individual in knowing what type of leader they aspire to be. 
Two, um, it allows for the right amount of vulnerability, especially as new um, teammates are coming together or cross-functionals are coming together. And it, it offers an invitation to get to know each other on a human level um, before you just start tackling all those corporate tasks. Um, and what's also interesting is it, it creates connection with leaders, especially leaders leading large teams. Everyone wants to know that who they work for is really human mm-hmm. deep down inside. And so um, in terms of some of the work I do with Lumia and how that trickles over to work, that is one exercise that we do, which is the personal brand board exercises and what three words do you want to stand for as a leader? Now, in this current phase of uh, corporate work, we are adapting the agile framework or the agile way of working, which is a framework of how to work and a framework of how to do the work and how to make it work for you. But essentially, <clears throat> what it comes down to, um, and I think a lot, I think I might be wrong, but I think some of it is rooted actually in like rugby. But um, but basically, it's you mobilize the team and you empower the team. Mm-hmm. And so if you mobilize the team and empower the team and assume that the team knows the answers, you've hired really, really smart people. Um, what you're doing is you're setting up a structure to allow them to problem solve. And where coaching has helped me here is, you know, and I had to go through my own journey of adapting to this way of working instead of us, you know, telling everyone the answers. We coach them through the answers. We ask them, you know, what's the information they think they need to know? What are the metrics for success to carry the, out this outcome? And so on and so forth. And so what I think is interesting is as I was going through my own process of being a leader in the agile framework process, which a lot of te- tech companies tech companies use, <laughs> um, and a lot more companies are using um, the coaching framework of assuming that our people have the answers. You need to provide them with the framework and the process to allow them to arrive at the answers is really important. Oh, yeah. And and I love, thank you so much for this explanation. This is coaching. This is, uh, you know, this is all of the things that you shared about Agile, how it's being implemented within organizations, um, what is required of the future of work in terms of management leadership capacity directly mirrors the tenets of coaching. So absolutely. And what came up for me big time was when you were talking about the three words and the the vision, the vision statements and then the boards. That also comes from uh, actually sports psychology, which is one of the theoretical underpinnings of coaching. So what you described is based on the science of priming that is a phenomenon that takes place where when a human holds in their mind's eye and visually squares with, by writing it down, putting it up, saying it, stating it, presenting it, words that represent who they want to be and visions that represent where they want to go and who they want to be, we are more likely to adhere to that track of behavior and those tracks of behavioral outcome. Yes. It's literally why vision boards are effective and why they are used in coaching and why this has been used for decades um, in the world of sports psychology to prime peak athletes. That's why basketball players visualize making that three-point shot to aid their successes. This is really good stuff. 
I I love that. And um and uh you know it's funny, I recently taught a vision boarding slash goal setting workshop with one of our ERG groups um corporately. And we we talked about that, the power of visualization. So I love Noel, you're such a you're such a psychological encyclopedia of all facts and figures. I love it. This is amazing. I'm gonna use that example in the future. Oh, the science of priming is phenomenal. And you know, this is this is a great example of how the interplay of coaching can lend itself to so many different facets of your life. So thinking about you as a coach, um, and and I think, you know, think you centering centering your identity as a coach, right? So when someone comes into the space of coaching, it doesn't just impact their practice with the one-on-one clients that they may serve. Becoming a coach, and I'm going to put that in in, in quotes, becoming mm-hmm. a coach impacts your your personal relationships, your friendships, mm-hmm. your relationship with your family, your relationship with your job, your relationship with your clients, the relationships that your clients have with their family, yes. with their jobs. Yeah. And that's one of the things the ICF Code of Ethics tells us is that as a coach, when you orient yourself in this space, it's imperative that you understand the ripples, that when Mm -hmm. you start to employ the work of hanging up your assumption of rightness, of believing that other people have the answers, of asking the questions, asking other people to set their own accountability metrics, and then holding them accountable, worlds transform. So for you, how did you get better at becoming a coach in all of these different spheres? Oh gosh. Um, it, I'll be honest in some ways, this might be a hard question for me to answer because I feel like I'm constantly, pra- I'm, I'm constantly a student. Um, I think that's just my mindset and mentality. Um, so uh, here's what I would say. I practice a lot. Um, every inter, not every interaction, I guess, but a lot of interactions offer an ability to to continue to tap into that coaching mindset. And I think honestly, practice makes perfect. What I love about how the Lumia program was set up as we were going through it is we had a lot of mentor hours, right? We had mentor coaching, we had peer coaching. Um, and I think that's incredibly important. It's so important to continue to be, um, I think, a student in practice. I also love that, you know, Lumia continues to update us on you know, here's what's changing in the field here and provide all these great learning opportunities. So for me, I would say, um, gosh, I hope I'm a really good coach for people. And I constantly aspire to get better. I constantly aspire to to learn new tips and tools and um, ways just to help people really tap into their agency and tap into their stories. So I, I, it's going to sound too simple, but practice makes perfect. That's really what it comes down to. You're spot on, and and I think you know with with that comes um, another aspect of coaching that folks might not anticipate, but ultimately makes us all better, and is one of the things that has caused me to become such a diehard champion of this discipline, and that's yeah. humility of. Yeah of the embodiment of that stance of not knowing requires humility to ask the questions of ourselves and the people around us and to 
create space for reflection. And that's one of the pieces of coaching that not enough of a spotlight is shown on, perhaps because we live in such an achievement-oriented world, Mm -hmm. that there's just a natural inclination to go, 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 achieve, 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 and then show and tell what have you done, right? Mm -hmm. And the deeper that I get into this work, the more fascinated I am with the quiet spaces, with the silence, with the reflection, with the uh, self-assessment, self-awareness, what happened here, what are outcomes that could have turned out differently if I had showed up differently. Mm -hmm. Um, What's your experience with this as a coach as you've deepened your practice? um, I know I've gotten a lot slower and a lot more um, quiet, frankly. How about you? Yeah, I think that's a great question. So I will say, you know, I talked about my journey as a coach, right? From like a uh, new coach to baby coach, so on and so forth. What I think is interesting as I continue to embody and embrace the coaching mindset is, um, good gosh, it puts your ego and achievement in check. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And I say that in a good way. Um, I, I don't see necessarily uh, what I think is important. It's just what you said, Noelle. It's it's not that someone else is always right. Um, it's what are all the possibilities here? And um, I think as I've continued on in my practice, it has definitely helped me look back at my own ego and, and need for achievement in different ways. And in some ways, it's redefined what achievement looks like for me. And, you know, I, I've said before that, and I tell this to my team, like your job is not your purpose. Your purpose is to find the meaning in the work that you're doing. And, um, that really truly is something that I think has come to the forefront more as I've continued coaching. Um, I think coaching has helped me hopefully become more thoughtful and try to empathize with others more and understand what they're going through. But also, you know, as I look at outcomes, um, it's really, really exciting for me to see a client just have an aha, like that Mm -hmm. feels so good. Right. And the outcome now is not about like it's number of clients, it's number of this, it's number that it's, it's about like who, who got to, who got to, who did I help and who got to thrive as a result? Um, it's that human impact and that just comes through so much, um, more stronger for me now these days than it did when I was, you know, first starting out. That's beautiful. And what I really loved about what you tell your team that your job is not your purpose. It's your job to find your purpose within your scope is I think, especially coming while we're still moving in now into year three of the pandemic with the collective trauma, um, the collective trauma of the civil rights crisis that we all lived through with the collective trauma of very visible strife in the world around us. The idea of purpose with a capital P can feel really daunting. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's possible to find purpose in any small pocket of the yes. universe. And that's enough. Yes. Yeah. Noel, I love that you said that. Um, that so it, it reminds me of, of kind of my why and also just what we talk about in class. Um, 
it's, it has to create meaning for you. Right. And, and that's, what's important, not, you know, for anyone else. And yeah, purpose with the capital P is, is huge right now. Um, And I think it resonates with people on such a different level, especially with where we are today in society. Yeah. And, you know, within our organization, everyone who comes through Lumia has such an interesting story. Everyone who comes through genuinely uh, is there because there's a change that they'd like to see in the world and themselves for others. And what gives me a lot of hope is that as we all take small steps to do our small part in small ways, that creates exponential ripples throughout the world. And all we need to do is take our small steps in our Mm -hmm. small ways on our own. And those ripples will happen one way or another. So we can kind of lean into each other in that and walk together. Yeah, for sure. I love that. So let's talk a little bit about um, your, your private practice. What is it specifically that you offer in the coaching world? What do you do as a coach and who are the people who are your ideal clients? Yeah, for sure. So in my private practice right now, I'm like, I think I started off with saying, you know, I help purpose-minded individuals and people feel empowered through their stories. And um, really what that means is I help clients build their purpose-driven personal brands. And so that is one area in which I focus on. And then the second area is really around purpose and empowerment. So one is slightly more um, tactical around brand building, leveraging my corporate experience along with coaching experience. And the other is, is really about helping others find their own agency. And um, I've, I've really loved um, building up this space and, and working with clients in this space. And so I do um, mostly one-on-one work. I've purposely chosen not to do a ton of group work um, or group classes. I will do workshops and large workshops, obviously, like we do with Lumia. Um, but I personally have made the choice as a coach to focus more so on the one-on-one because that's where a I feel like I can serve my best as a coach with clients, um, but also where I feel like my work can really help impact others. So I am a one-on-one focused coach for sure. And that's awesome. Yeah, and it looks different for people, right? Some people like the group coaching and make better impact there. And I just know for me, the one-on-one work is really important. And um, so I will do, you know, a package sessions with, with individuals, um, or just work with them on a one-on-one basis in addition to generalist coaching as well. Yeah. And I I think that's so important to highlight because it, it does look really different for everyone. Mm -hmm. And, um, I'm really similar to you in that I employ coaching at the organizational scale as I run Lumia every day, day in and day out. My team will attest. Uh, They get lots of coaching frameworks in our meetings. Um, and then, I do have a private practice on my own where I take on maybe one, two, three max private clients at a time for that very sacred one-on-one work to me. So in the organizational sphere, I would say I probably apply more generalist. And then in my own one-on-one, I apply feminist, which would be my why, my niche, my story. And for those of you listening, I, I want to give you permission to do all of it yes. and to do all of it, you know, imperfectly on your own time, in your own way, uh, because the world needs what you have to offer. 
Totally. Totally. And it's okay to evolve too. Mm, my practice, is. my practice evolved for sure. And, um, and you might find that different seasons of your life, you're, you're meant to help different people in different ways and that's okay. And I yes. think that's, that's the beauty of, of all of this is you will have the core skills to be able to do that. And I always remind students, especially when we talk about niches, like the niche does not define you as a great coach. It really does. <laughs> um, you have to be, you have to be a great coach first. And please don't forget that you are all, um, when you go through Lumia, you, you get all the great principles of coaching. Um, and you should take comfort in that, in that you have the tools that you need and it's up to you to decide how it shows up. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So since you're in the business of helping folks, uh, on their own journey, where can we send people to find you? Yeah. So, um, you can follow me on Instagram at joy.love.and.wanders. Um, so joy, love and wanders. There's just dots in between all of them, um, on Instagram. And then also on my website, which is the same thing, uh, joy.love.and.wanders.com. So that's where people can, you know, reach out, send an email, say hi. Um, or if they have questions, I, I love answering questions about coaching and, and how they can get into it. Wonderful. Joyce, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure spending time with you. As always, we always have such a rich conversation. And um, thank you for your service, you know, in, in every facet of the work that you do. Yeah. And thank you to you, Noelle. I, I can't say this enough. And I feel like I tell you this every time we talk. I'm just, I'm so grateful to you. I'm so grateful for, you know, this business that you started and, and for Lumia. And I just really, truly believe from the bottom of my heart that this is, this is the work that our world needs for sure. So I'm just so grateful to be a part of it. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Everything Life Coaching. If you're feeling the draw to become a coach, head to lumiacoaching.com slash everything. Explore a new career that brings fulfillment, gives you a true sense of purpose, and a bold community to do it with. Lumia is ready to equip you with the tools, training, and community you will need to reach your goals. If you're ready to build a unique coaching business on your own terms, while making an impact on the world at large, Lumia is the next bold step in your coaching journey. That's lumiacoaching.com slash everything. And hey, if you're waiting for a sign, this is it.